Welcome. This podcast was created by the Second Marine Division Second Class Petty Officer Association, built by sailors for sailors. Section 111 Marine Corps Operations Fundamentals. AV Tech 8B Harrier 2. Primary Function. Attacks and destroys surface targets under day and night visual meteorological conditions and provides helicopter escort. Length, 46.3 feet. Wingspan, 30.3 feet. Cruise speed, subsonic to transonic. Ferry range, 2100 nautical miles. Combat radius. Close air support, 163 nautical miles, with 30 minutes time on station. Interdiction, 454 nautical miles. Armament, 7 external store stations comprising 6 wing stations for AIM-TAC-9 Sidewinder and an assortment of air-to-ground weapons, external fuel tanks, and AGM-TAC-65 Maverick missiles. One centerline station for a DECM pod, a GAO TAC 12 25mm six barrel gun pod, and accompanying ammunition pod can be mounted either side of centerline and has a 300 round capacity with a lead computing optical sight system. Crew 1 Mission The mission of the VMA STOVL squadron is to attack and destroy surface and air targets to escort helicopters and to conduct other such air operations as may be directed. Specific tasks of the AV-TEC-8B Harrier II include conduct close air support using conventional and specific weapons, conduct deep air support to include armed reconnaissance and air interdiction using conventional and specific weapons, conduct offensive and defensive anti-air warfare, This includes combat air patrol, armed escort missions, and offensive missions against enemy ground-to-air defenses, all within the capabilities of the aircraft. Be able to operate and deliver ordnance at night and to operate under instrumental flight conditions. Be able to deploy for extended operations employing aerial refueling. Be able to deploy to and operate from carriers and other suitable seagoing platforms, advanced bases, expeditionary airfields, and remote tactical landing sites. Conduct close air support. Conduct arm reconnaissance, air interdiction, and strikes against enemy installations by using all types of conventional munitions that are compatible with assigned aircraft. Conduct air defense operations within the capability of assigned aircraft. Maintain the capability to operate during darkness and under instrument condition. Maintain the capability of deployment or extended operations by employing aerial refueling. Maintain the capability to operate from aboard carriers, other suitable seagoing platforms, expeditionary airfields, and remove tactical landing sites. Conduct armed 
escort missions in support of helicopter operations, perform organizational maintenance on assigned aircraft on infantry weapons. It is also capable of performing organizational maintenance on assigned aircraft and support equipment. Features The AV-TAC-8B V-STAL strike aircraft was designed to replace the AV-TAC-8A and the A-TAC-4M light attack aircraft. The Marine Corps requirement for a V-STAL light attack force has been well documented since the late 1950s. Combining tactical mobility, responsiveness, reduced operating costs, and basing flexibility, both afloat and ashore, the V-STAL aircraft are particularly well suited to the special combat and expeditionary requirements of the Marine Corps. The AV-TAC-8B2 features of the APG-TAC-65 radar common to the FA-18 as well as previous systems and features common to the AV-TAC-8B Harrier II. KC-130 FRT-J Hercules Primary Function Aerial refueling service in support of Fleet Marine Force air operations and provides assault air transport of personnel, equipment, and supplies. Length Aircraft 97 feet 9 inches Cargo compartment 41 feet Width of cargo compartment 10 feet 3 inches Height Aircraft 38 feet 4 inches Cargo compartment, 9 feet. Wingspan, 132 feet, 7 inches. Speed, 315 knots. Range, tanker mission, 1,000 nautical mile radius with 45,000 pounds of fuel. Cargo mission, 2,875 nautical miles with 38,258 pounds of cargo or 92 combat troops or 64 paratroopers or 74 litters. Landing distance, less than 2,600 feet. Crew, two pilots, one navigator slash systems operator, one flight engineer, one first mechanic, and one to two loadmasters. Mission, the KC-130 is a multi-rule, multi-mission tactical tanker slash transport which provides the support required by Marine Air Ground Task Forces. Provides tactical area refueling service to FMF units. Provides long-range aerial refueling service for air movement of FMF squadrons when other suitable means of aerial refueling services are not readily available. Provides assault air transport for air landed and air delivered troops, supplies, and equipment when other suitable means of assault air transport are not readily available. Provides an aircraft platform for the airborne DASC. Provides ground refueling service to aircraft when other suitable means of aircraft refueling are not available. Provide air transport service for the evacuation of casualties and non-combatants when other means of transportation are not available. Within the capability of assigned aircraft and equipment, maintain the capability to operate under day, night, and all-weather flying conditions. Operate to and from a logistic airhead, advanced base, 
expeditionary airfield or tactical landing zone in the objective area or battle area and operate with or without the assistance of airborne, surface, or ground controllers. Features The KC-130 is equipped with a removable 3,600-gallon stainless steel fuel tank that is carried inside the cargo compartment, providing additional fuel when required. The two wing-mounted hose and drogue refueling pods each transfer up to 300 gallons per minute to two aircraft simultaneously allowing for rapid cycle times of multi-receiver aircraft formations. Some KC-130s are also equipped with defensive electronic and infrared countermeasure systems. Development is currently underway for the incorporation of interior and exterior night vision lighting, night vision goggle heads-up displays, global positioning system, and jam-resistant radios. F-18 A, B, C, D, and G Hornet Primary Function Intercept and destroy enemy aircraft under all weather conditions and attack and destroy surface targets. Length 56 feet Wingspan 37.5 feet Cruise Speed High Subsonic to Supersonic Ferry Range over 2,000 nautical miles. Combat radius. Fighter mission. 400 nautical miles. Attack mission. 575 nautical miles. Armament. Nine external wing stations comprising two wingtip stations for an assortment of air-to-air -air and air-to-ground weapons, including AIM Tac 7 Sparrows, AIM Tac 9 Sidewinders, AM Rams. AGM TAC 84 Harpoons and AGM TAC 65 Maverick missiles, two inboard wing stations for external fuel tanks for air to ground stations, two nacelle fuselage stations for Sparrows or AN AAS TAC 38 forward looking infrared radar pods, and a center station for fuel tank or air to ground weapons. Air to ground weapons include the GBU Sirius Bombs, JSAL, JDAM, MK-80 series general purpose bombs and CBU TAC-59 cluster bombs AN-M61 20mm 6 barrel gun is mounted in the nose and has a McDonnell Douglas director gun sight. Crew 1F-A-18A-C 2F-A-TAC-18B trainer model Mission Specific FA-18 tasks include intercept and destroy enemy aircraft in conjunction with ground or airborne fighter control under all weather conditions, conduct day and night close air support under the weather, conduct day and night precision deep air support under the weather, deep air support consists of radar search and attack, interdiction, and strikes against enemy installations using all types of weapons compatible with assigned aircraft. Conduct armed escort of friendly aircraft. Conduct day and night suppression of enemy air defense. Be able to operate from carriers, advanced bases, and expeditionary airfields. Be able to deploy or conduct extended range ops employing aerial refueling. 
Intercept and destroy enemy aircraft in conjunction with ground or airborne fighter control under all weather conditions. Maintain the capability to attack and destroy surface targets by using all types of conventional weapons that are compatible with assigned aircraft. Provide escort of friendly aircraft under all weather conditions. Maintain the capability to deploy and operate from aircraft carriers in advanced bases. Conduct day and night CIS under adverse weather conditions. Maintain the capability to deploy or conduct extended range operations by using aerial refueling. Maintain the capability to conduct suppression of enemy air defense operations. And perform organizational maintenance on assigned aircraft. Features The Marine Corps FA 18C Strike Fighter multi mission aircraft was designed to replace the F 4 Phantom. The FA-18 Hornet is missionized for traditional fighter, attack, and close air support roles through selection of external pods slash equipment to accomplish specific mission objectives. Any aircraft can quickly be configured to perform either fighter or attack missions, or both, thus providing the Marine Air Ground Task Force Commander more flexibility in employing his tactical aircraft in a rapidly changing scenario. Marine FA-18s may be land-based from prepared airfields or they can operate from expeditionary airfields. They may also be sea-based, operating from the decks of aircraft carriers. F-TAC-35 ABNC Lightning II Joint Strike Fighter Primary Function is a family of single-seat, single-engine, all-weather, multi-role fighter undergoing testing and final development by the United States. The fifth generation combat aircraft is designed to perform ground attack, aerial reconnaissance, and air defense missions. Length 50.5 feet. Wingspan 35 feet. Cruise speed 1,043 knots. Ferry range 1,200 nautical miles. Combat radius, 613 nautical miles on internal fuel. Armament, the F-TEC-35A is armed with the GAL-22-A, a four-barrel version of the 25mm GAL-TAC-12 equalizer cannon. The cannon is mounted internally with 182 rounds for the F-TEC-35A or in an external pod with 220 rounds for the F-TEC-35B and the F-TEC-35C. The gun pod has stealth features. The F-TEC-35 has two internal weapons bays and external hardpoints for mounting up to four underlying pylons and two near the wingtip pylons. The two outer hardpoints can carry pylons for the AIM-TEC-9X Sidewinder and the AIM-TEC-132 ASRAM short-range air-to-air only. The other pylons can carry the AIM-TEC-120 AMRAM, BVR-AAM, Storm Shadow Cruise Missile, AGM TAC 158 Joint Air to Surface Standoff Missile Cruise Missile, and Guided Bombs. The external pylons can carry missiles, bombs, and external fuel tanks at the expense of increased radar cross section, thus, reduced stealth. There are a total of four weapon stations between the two internal bays. Two of these carry air to surface missiles up to 2,000 in A and C models or two bombs up to a thousand pounds in the B model. 
The other two stations are for smaller weapons such as air-to-air -air missiles. Crew 1. Ground attack, aerial reconnaissance, and air defense missions. Features The JSF program was designed to replace the United States military F-16, A-10, F-A-18, and AV-8B tactical fighter and attack aircraft. The F-35 has three main models. F-35A conventional takeoff and landing variant, the F-35B short takeoff and vertical landing variant, and the F-35C carrier base catapult assisted takeoff barrier arrested recovery variant. Be able to operate from carriers, advanced bases, and expeditionary airfields. Be able to deploy or conduct extended range ops employing aerial refueling. Features. Marine FA-18D aircraft are unique within the Department of the Navy because the Marine Corps employs the FA-18D as a tactical strike aircraft while the Navy uses it as a trainer. Marine FA-18Ds may be land-based from prepared airfields where they can operate for, from expeditionary airfields. They may also be sea-based operating from the decks of Navy aircraft carriers. Discuss the primary mission of each of the following classes of ships used to support the Marine Corps mission. LHA The primary warfighting mission of the LHA TAC-1 Tarawa class is to land and sustain United States Marines on any shore during hostilities. The ships serve as the centerpiece of a multi-ship amphibious readiness group. Some 3,000 sailors and marines contribute to a four-deployed ARG composed of approximately 5,000 personnel. LHD The WASP-class LHD is the largest amphibious ship in the world. The LHD is an improved follow-on of the five-ship Tarawa-class LHAs, sharing the basic hull and engineering plant. The LHD has an enhanced well deck enabling it to carry three LCACs. The flight deck and elevator scheme is also improved which allows the ship to carry two more helicopters than its predecessor, the LHA. LPD The LPD-4 Austin class of ship combines the functions of three different classes of ships. The landing ship, the tank landing ship, and the attack cargo ship. The amphibious transport dock is used to transport and limit land marines, their equipment and supplies by embarked landing craft or amphibious vehicles augmented by helicopters and amphibious assault. These ships are configured as a flagship and provide extensive command, control, and communication facilities to support an amphibious task force commander and landing force commander. In an amphibious assault, the ship would normally function as the primary control ship that would be responsible for coordinating boat waves and vectoring landing craft to the beach. LSD The primary mission of the Harpers Ferry ship is to dock, transport, and launch the Navy's landing craft air cushion vessels and other amphibious craft and vehicles with crews and marines into potential trouble spots around the world. The ship also has the capability to act as a primary control ship during an amphibious assault. LCU Landing Craft Utility Landing craft are used by amphibious forces to transport equipment and troops to the shore. 
They are capable of transporting tracked or wheeled vehicles and troops from amphibious assault ships to beachheads or piers. The use of landing craft in amphibious assault dates from World War II. The craft are carried aboard amphibious assault ships to the objective area. The mission of the LCU is to land and retrieve personnel and equipment during amphibious operations. LCUs are scheduled to land personnel and equipment after the initial assault waves of an amphibian operation. The LCU has the capability of sustained sea operations for approximately seven days. Each LCU has its own galley and berthing spaces. LCAC, the landing craft air cushion. Transport was weapon systems, equipment, cargo, and personnel of the assault elements of the Marine Air Ground Task Force, both from ship to shore and across the beach. The landing craft air cushion is a high-speed, over-the-beach, fully amphibious landing craft capable of carrying a 60 to 75 ton payload. Capable of operating from existing and planned well deck ships, it is used to transport weapon systems, equipment, cargo, and personnel from ship to shore and across the beach. The advantages of air cushion landing craft are numerous. They can carry heavy payloads such as an M1 tank at high speeds. Their payload and speed mean more forces reach the shore in a shorter time with shorter intervals between trips. TAH Sea Lift Two hospital ships, Comfort and Mercy, operated by Military Sea Lift Command, are designed to provide emergency on-site care for U.S. combatant forces deployed in war or other operations. Hospital ships have two missions. First, to provide a mobile, flexible, rapidly responsive afloat medical capability to provide acute medical and surgical care in support of amphibious task forces, Marine Corps, Army, and Air Force elements, and four deployed Navy elements. Secondly, to provide a full-service hospital asset for use by other government agencies involved in the support of disaster relief and humanitarian operations worldwide. The HSS mission and joint operations is to minimize the effect of wounds, injuries, and disease on unit effectiveness, readiness, and morale. The mission is accomplished by a proactive preventive medicine program and a phased healthcare system that extends from actions taken at the point of wounding, injury, or illness to evacuation from a theater for treatment at a hospital in the continental United States. One measurement of the system's effectiveness is its ability to save life and limb, to reduce the disease and non-battle injury rate, and to return patients to duty quickly and as far forward in the theater as possible. Another measure in the system's ability to stabilize patients for evacuation to the communication zone or out of the theater as appropriate. Within the operational evacuation policy guidelines and with the minimum delay of the fleet and fleet activities located in areas where hostilities may be imminent. TAK Sea Lift. Each of the five ships of the TAK 3000 Corporal Louis J. Haig Jr. Class carries a full range of Marine Corps cargo, enough cargo to support a Marine Air Ground Task Force for 30 days. Each ship has lift-on, lift-off capabilities as well as roll-on, roll-off capabilities. Navy Lighter Ridge 
carried on board consists of causeways, both powered and unpowered, and a small boat to move them around. They are certified to land up to CH-53E helicopters on board. They also have brake bulk cargo capacity, which is used for carrying general cargo. The ships are prepositioned in Diego Garcia. Thirteen MSC prepositioning ships are specifically configured to transport supplies from the United States Marine Corps, known as the Maritime Prepositioning Force. The 13 ships were built or modified in the mid-1980s and are on location in the Western Pacific Ocean, the Indian Ocean, and the Mediterranean Sea. The 13 Maritime Prepositioning Ships, or MPS, contain nearly everything the Marines need for initial military operations from tanks and ammunition to food and fuel to spare parts and engine oil. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association, built by sailors for sailors. Section 111, Marine Corps Operations Fundamentals. Discuss the difference between war and military operations other than war. War, when instruments of national power are unable to achieve national objectives or protect national interests any other way, the U.S. national leadership may decide to conduct large-scale, sustained combat operations to achieve national objectives or protect national interests, placing the United States in a wartime state. In such cases, the goal is to win as quickly and with as few casualties as possible, achieving national objectives and concluding hostilities on terms favorable to the United States and its multinational partners. Military Operations Other Than War Focuses on deterring war, resolving conflict, promoting peace, and supporting civil authorities in response to domestic crisis. Military operations other than war may involve elements of both combat and non-combat operations in peacetime, conflict, and war situations. Military operations other than war involving combat, such as peace enforcement, may have many of the same characteristics of war, including active combat operations and employment of most combat capabilities. All military operations are driven by political considerations. However, military operations other than war are more sensitive to such considerations due to the overriding goal to prevent, preempt, or limit potential hostilities. In military operations other than war, political considerations permeate all levels and the military may not be the primary player. As a result, these operations normally have more restrictive rules of engagement than in war. As in war, the goal is to achieve national objectives as quickly as possible and conclude military operations on terms favorable to the United States and its allies. However, the purposes of conducting military operations other than war may be multiple, with the relative importance or hierarchy of such purposes changing or unclear. For example, to deter potential aggressors, protect national interests, support the United Nations or other regional organizations, satisfy treaty obligations, support civil authorities, or provide humanitarian assistance.
The specific goal of military operations other than war may be peaceful settlement, assistance rendered to civil authorities, or providing security for humanitarian assistance. The Department of Defense is often in a support role to another agency, such as the Department of State in humanitarian assistance operations. However, in certain types of operations, Department of Defense is the lead agency, such as in peace enforcement operations. These operations usually involve interagency coordination and may also involve non-governmental organizations or private voluntarily organizations. Finally, although military operations other than war are generally conducted outside of the United States, some types may be conducted within the United States in support of civil authorities consistent with established law. Explain the following types of military operations other than war and give examples of each. Arms control, a concept that predicts any plan, arrangement, or process resting upon explicit or implicit international agreement. Arms control governs any aspect of the following, the numbers, types, and performance characteristics of weapon systems, including the command and control, logistic support arrangements, and any related intelligence gathering mechanism, the numerical strength, organization, equipment, deployment, or employment of the armed forces retained by the parties. Additionally, they may connote those measures taken for the purpose of reducing instability in the military environment. Although it may be viewed as a diplomatic mission, the military can play an important role. For example, U.S. military personnel may be involved in verifying an arms control treaty, seizing weapons of mass destruction, escorting authorized deliveries of weapons and other materials to preclude loss or unauthorized use of these assets, or dismantling, destroying, disposing of weapons and hazardous material. All of these actions help reduce threats to regional security. Other examples include military support for the conventional armed forces in Europe treaty by conducting and hosting site inspections, participating in military data exchanges, and implementing armament reductions. Finally, the U.S. military's implementation of Vienna Document 1992 confidence and security building measures such as unit formation inspections, exercise notifications, observations, air and ground base visits, and military equipment demonstrations are further examples of arms control. Combating terrorism involves actions taken to oppose terrorism from wherever the threat. It includes anti-terrorism or defensive measures taken to reduce vulnerability to terrorist attacks and counterterrorism, offensive measures taken to prevent, deter, and respond to terrorism. Anti-terrorism programs form the foundation for effectively combating terrorism. The basics of such programs include training and defensive measures that strike a balance among the protection desired, the mission, infrastructure, and available manpower and resources. The U.S. government may provide anti-terrorism assistance to foreign countries under the provisions of Chapter 2 of the Foreign Assistance Act of 1961. Counterterrorism provides response measures that include preemptive, retaliatory, and rescue operations. Normally, counterterrorism operations require specially trained personnel capable 
of mounting swift and effective action. Department of Defense provides specially trained personnel and equipment in a supporting role to governmental-led agencies. Counterterrorism is a principal special operations mission. Department of Justice or the Department of Transportation receive lead agency designation according to terrorist incident, location, and type. Department of State is the lead agency for incidents that take place outside of the United States. Department of Justice is the lead agent for incidents that occur within the United States. And the Department of Transportation is the lead agent for incidents aboard aircraft in flight within the special jurisdiction of the United States. The Assistant to the President for National Security Affairs resolves any uncertainty on the designation of lead agency or responsibilities. Enforcement of Sanctions Maritime Intercept Operations Operations which employ coercive measures to interdict the movement of certain types of designated items into or out of a nation or specified area. These operations are military in nature and serve both political and military purposes. The political objective is to compel a country or group to conform to the objectives of the initiating body. The military objective is to establish a barrier which is selective, allowing only those goods authorized to enter or exit. Depending on geography, sanction enforcement normally involves some combination of air and surface forces. Assigned forces should be capable of complementary mutual support and full communications compatibility. An example of sanctions enforcement is Operation Support Democracy, conducted off the coast of Haiti beginning in 1993. Enforcing Exclusion Zones An exclusion zone is established by a sanctioning body to prohibit specified activities in a specific geographic area. Exclusion zones can be established in the air, sea, or on land. The purpose may be to persuade nations or groups to modify their behavior to meet the desires of the sanctioning body or face continued imposition of sanctions or use or threat of force. The measures are usually imposed by the United Nations or other international bodies of which the United States is a member. However, they may also be imposed unilaterally by the United States. Exclusion zones are usually imposed due to the breaches of international standards of human rights or flagrant abuse of international law regarding the conduct of states. Situations which may warrant such action include the persecution of civil population by a government to deter an attempt by a hostile nation to acquire territory by force. The sanctions may create economic, political, military, or other conditions where the intent is to charge the behavior of the offending nation. Examples of enforcement of exclusion zones are Operation Southern Watch in Iraq, initiated in 1992, and Operation Deny Flight in Bosnia, initiated in 1993. Ensuring Freedom of Navigation and Overflight These operations are conducted to demonstrate U.S. or international rights to navigate sea or air routes. Freedom of navigation is a sovereign right according to international law. International law has long recognized that a coastal state may exercise jurisdiction and control within its territorial sea in the same manner that it can exercise sovereignty over its own land territory. 
international law accords the right of innocent passage to ships of other nations through a state's territorial waters. Passage is innocent as long as it is not prejudicial to the peace, good order, or security of the coastal state. The high seas are free for reasonable use of all states. Freedom of navigation by aircraft through international airspace is a well-established principle of international law. Aircraft threatened by nations or groups through the extension of airspace control zones outside the established international norms will result in legal measures to rectify the situation. These norms are developed by the International Civil Aviation Organization. An example is the Berlin Air Corridors that existed from 1948 until 1990, allowing air access to West Berlin. The Attain document series of operations against Libya in 1986 are examples of freedom of navigation operations, both air and sea, in the Gulf of Sidra. Humanitarian Assistance Humanitarian assistance operations relieve or reduce the results of natural or man-made disasters or other endemic conditions such as human pain, disease, hunger, or privation in countries or regions outside the United States. Humanitarian assistance provided by U.S. forces is generally limited in scope and duration. It is intended to supplement or complement efforts of host nation civil authorities or agencies with the primary responsibility for providing assistance. Department of Defense provides assistance when the relief need is gravely urgent and when the humanitarian emergency dwarfs the ability of normal relief agencies to effectively respond. The U.S. military can respond rapidly to emergencies or disasters and achieve order in austere locations. U.S. forces can provide logistics, command, control, communications, and computers in the planning required to initiate and sustain humanitarian assistance operations. Humanitarian assistance operations may be directed by the NCA when a serious international situation threatens the political or military stability of a region considered of interest to the United States, or when the NCA deems the humanitarian situation itself sufficient and appropriate for employment of U.S. forces. Department of State or the U.S. Ambassador in-country is responsible for declaring a foreign disaster or situation that requires humanitarian assistance. Within Department of Defense, the Undersecretary of Defense for Policy has the overall responsibility for developing the military policy for international humanitarian assistance operations. Humanitarian assistance operations may cover a broad range of missions. An humanitarian assistance mission could also include securing an environment to allow humanitarian relief efforts to proceed. U.S. military forces participate in three basic types of humanitarian assistance operations. Those coordinated by the United Nations, those where the United States acts in concert with other multinational forces, or those where the United States responds unilaterally. Examples of humanitarian assistance are Operations Sea Angel 1, conducted in 1991, and Sea Angel 2, conducted in 1992 to provide assistance in the aftermath of devastating natural disasters in Bangladesh. Military Support to Civil Authorities These operations provide temporary support to domestic civil authorities when permitted by law and are normally taken when an emergency overtaxes the capabilities of civil authorities.
Support to civil authorities can be as diverse as temporary augmentation of air traffic controllers and postal workers during strikes, restoration of law and order in the aftermath of riots, protection of life and federal property, or providing relief in the aftermath of a natural disaster. Authority for additional support to law enforcement officials is contained in the Department of Defense Directive and permits such support as loan of equipment, use of facilities, training, and transfer of information. Support is constrained in some instances by the Economy Act, which may require the requesting agency to provide reimbursement. Limitations on military forces in providing support to civil authorities include, among others, the Posse Comitus Act. This act prohibits the use of federal military forces to enforce or otherwise execute laws unless expressly authorized by the Constitution or Act of Congress. Statutory exceptions to the Posse Comitus Act, which allow active duty military members to respond to civil disturbances, include requests from a state, enforcement of federal law, and protection of civil rights. Examples of military support to civil authorities are disaster relief provided during Hurricane Andrew in Florida and Aniki in Hawaii in 1992, and deployment of troops during a civil disturbance in California in 1992. Under Department of Defense Directive, the Secretary of the Army is designated the executive agent for military support to civil authorities. Nation Assistance Support to Counterinsurgency Civil or military assistance rendered to a nation by U.S. forces within that nation's territory during peacetime, crisis or emergencies, or war based on agreements mutually concluded between the United States and that nation. Nation assistance operations support a host nation by promoting sustainable development and growth of responsive institutions. The goal is to promote long-term regional stability. Nation assistance programs often include, but are not limited to, security assistance, FID, and HCA. All nation assistance actions are integrated through the U.S. Ambassador's Country Plan Security Assistance. Security assistance refers to a group of programs by which the United States provides defense articles, military training, and other defense-related services to a foreign nation's by grant, loan, credit, or cash sales in furtherance of national policies and objectives. Some examples of U.S. security assistance programs are foreign military sales, foreign military financing program, international military education and training program, economic support fund, and commercial sales licensed under the Arms Export Control Act, security assistance surges accelerate release of equipment, supplies, or services when an allied or friendly nation faces an imminent military threat. Security assistance surges are military in nature and are focused on providing additional combat systems and su supplies, but may include the full range of security assistance to include financial and training support. Non-combatant evacuation operations these operations normally relocate threatened non-combatants from a foreign country. Although principally conducted to evacuate U.S. citizens, non-combatant evacuation operations may also include selective evacuation of citizens from the host nation as well as citizens from other countries. 
non-combatant evacuation operations, methods, and timing are significantly influenced by diplomatic considerations. Under ideal circumstances, there may be little or no opposition. However, commanders should anticipate opposition and plan the operation like any combat operation. Non-combatant evacuation operations are similar to a raid in that the operation involves swift insertion of a force, temporary occupation of objectives, and ends with a planned withdrawal. It differs from a raid in that force used is normally limited to that required to protect the evacuees and the evacuation force. Forces penetrating foreign territory to conduct a non-combatant evacuation operation should be kept to the minimum consistent with mission accomplishment and the security of the force and the extraction and protection of evacuees. Pursuant to Executive Order 12656, the Department of State is responsible for the protection and evacuation of American citizens abroad and for guarding their property. This order also directs the Department of Defense to advise and assist the Department of State in preparing and implementing plans for the evacuation of U.S. citizens. The U.S. Ambassador, or Chief of the Diplomatic Mission, is responsible for the preparation of emergency action plans that address the military evacuation of U.S. citizens and designated foreign nationals from a foreign country. The conduct of military operations assist implementation of emergency action plans is the responsibility of the geographic combatant commander. Evacuation operations are characterized by uncertainty. Evacuation operations may be directed without warning because of sudden changes in a country's government reoriented political or military relationship with the United States. A sudden hostile threat to U.S. citizens from elements within or external to a foreign country or in response to a natural disaster. Examples of non-combatant evacuation operations are Eastern Exit, conducted in 1991 when U.S. and foreign national personnel were evacuated from Somalia, and Quick Lift, also conducted in 1991 when personnel were evacuated from Zahir. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors for sailors. Section 111. Marine Corps Operations and Fundamentals Explain the following types of mutois and give examples of each. Peace Operations Military operations to support diplomatic efforts to reach a long-term political settlement and categorized as Peacekeeping Operations, PKO, and Peace Enforcement Operations, PEO. Peace operations are conducted in conjunction with the various diplomatic activities necessary to secure a negotiated truce and resolved the conflict. Additional types of mutois, like humanitarian assistance, may complement peace operations. 
military police operations are tailored to each situation and may be conducted in support of dip diplomatic activities before, during, or after conflict. PKO are military operations undertaken with the consent of all major parties to a dispute, designed to monitor and facilitate implementation of an agreement, like a ceasefire, truce, and support diplomatic efforts to reach a long-term political settlement. An example of PKO is the U.S. commitment to the multinational force observers in Sani since 1982. PEO are the application of military force or threat of its use, normally pursuant to international authorization to compel compliance with resolutions or sanctions designed to maintain or restore peace and order. PEO missions include intervention operations as well as operations to restore order, enforce sanctions, forcibly separate belligerents, and establish and supervise exclusion zones for the purpose of establishing an environment for truce or ceasefire. Unlike PKO, such operations do not require the consent of the states involved in other parties to the conflict. Examples of PEO are Operation Power Pack, conducted in the Dominican Republic in 1965, and the secondary effort in Somalia between 1992 and 1993. Relationship of Peace Operations to Diplomatic Activities U.S. military peace operations support political objectives and diplomatic objectives. Military support improves the chances for success in the peace process by lending credibility to diplomatic actions and demonstrating resolve to achieve viable political settlements. In addition to peace operations, the military may conduct operations in support of the following diplomatic peace activities. Preventative diplomacy. Preventative diplomacy consists of diplomatic actions taken in advance of a predictable crisis to prevent or limit violence. Military support to diplomacy may, for example, take the form of a preventative deployment. An example is Operation Able Sentry, where U.S. forces deployed in 1993 to Macedonia in support of the U.N. effort to limit the fighting in the former Republic of Yugoslavia. Peacemaking is the process of diplomacy, meditation, negotiation, and other forms of peaceful settlements that arranges an end to a dispute and resolves issues that led to conflict. Military activities that support peacemaking include military-to-military -military relations and security assistance. Peacebuilding consists of post-conflict actions, predominantly diplomatic and economic, that strengthen and rebuild governmental infrastructure and institutions in order to avoid a relapse into conflict. Military support to peacebuilding may include, for example, units rebuilding roads, reestablishing or creating government entities, or the training of defense forces. Protection of shipping. 
When necessary, U.S. forces provide protection of U.S. flag vessels, U.S. citizens, and their property against unlawful violence and over international waters. With the consent of the flag state, this protection may be extended to foreign flag vessels under international law. Protection of shipping includes coastal sea control, harbor defense, port security, counter mine operations, and environmental defense, in addition to operations on the high seas. It requires the coordinated employment of surface, air, space, and subsurface units, sensors, and weapons, as well as a command structure both ashore and afloat, and a logistic base. Protection of shipping is accomplished by a combination of operations. Area operations, either land-based or sea-based, are designed to prevent a hostile force from obtaining a tactical position from which to attack friendly or allied shipping. This includes ocean surveillance systems that provide data for threat location and strike operations against offending bases or facilities. Threats not neutralized by area operations must be deterred or addressed by escort operations. Generally, escorts are associated with convoys, although individual ships or a temporary grouping of ships may be escorted for a specific purpose. Mine countermeasures operations are integral to successful protection of shipping and are an essential element of escort operations. An example of protection of shipping in Operation Earnest Will, the reflagging of Kuwaiti ships in 1987. Environmental defense operations provide the Coordinated Coast Guard, DOD, response to major pollution incidents both at home and overseas. These incidences have the potential for grave damage to natural resources, the economy, and military operations. Recovery operations conducted to search for, locate, identify, rescue, and return personnel or human remains, sensitive equipment, or items critical to national security. These operations are generally sophisticated activities requiring detailed planning in order to execute them, especially when conducting them in denied areas. They may be caladescent, covert, or overt. Other recovery operations may be conducted in friendly areas, particularly when the HN does not have the means to provide technical assistance in conducting the recovery. An example of a recovery operation is Operation Full Accounting, conducted to account for and recover the remains of U.S. service members lost during the Vietnam War. Show of Force Operations These operations, designed to demonstrate U.S. resolve, involve increased visibility of U.S. deployed forces and attempt to defuse a specific situation that, if allowed to continue, may be de detrimental to U.S. In in interests or national objectives. U.S. forces deployed abroad lend credibility to U.S. promises and commitments, increases its regional influence, 
and demonstrates its resolve to use military force if necessary. In addition, it, the order shows a force to bolster and reassure friends and allies. Show of force operations are military in nature but often serve both political and military purposes. These operations can influence other governments or political military organizations to respect U.S. interests as well as international law. A show of force involves the appearance of a credible military force to underscore U.S. policy interests or commitment to an alliance or coalition political concerns dominant a show of force. Military forces conducted these operations within legal and political constraints. The force coordinates its operations with the country teams affected. A show of force can involve a wide range of military forces, including joint U.S. military or multinational forces. Additionally, a show of force may include or transition to joint or multinational exercises. As an example of show of force, Operation JTF Philippines was conducted by U.S. forces in 1989 in support of President Aquino during a coup attempt against the Philippine government. During this operation, a large special operations force was formed. United States air fighter aircraft patrolled above rebel air bases and two aircraft carriers were positioned off the Philippines. Strikes and Raids Strikes are an offensive operations conducted to conflict damage on seas or destroy an objective for political purpose. Strikes may be used for punishing offending nations or groups upholding international law or preventing those nations or groups from launching their own offensive actions. A raid is usually a small-scale operation involving swift penetration of hostile territory to secure information, confuse the enemy, or destroy installations. It ends with a planned withdrawal upon completion of the assigned mission. An example of a strike is Operation Urgent Fury, conducted on the island of Grenada in 1983. An example of a raid is Operation El Dordao Canyon, conducted against Libya in 1986 in response to the terrorist bombing of U.S. service members in Berlin. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors, for sailors. Section 111. Define military operations on urbanized terrain. Mount. Throughout history, military planners have viewed cities as centers of gravity. As such, in war, cities are something to either be protected or taken away, depending upon one's perspective. Cities house the population centers, transportation hubs, seats of government, 
sources of wealth, centers for industry, information networks, and key nodes of communication within a nation. Recent forecasts based on population statistics and the worldwide migration trend from agrarian to industrialized societies predict that 85% of the world's population will reside in urbanized areas by the year 2025. As the world trend toward urbanization increases, the military significance of cities is likely to increase proportionally. Urbanized areas themselves may be significant sources of the future conflict. Cities historically are where radical ideas ferment. Dissenters find allies, mixtures of people cause ethnic friction, and discontented groups receive media attention. Adversaries may focus on the capture of radio and television stations and attempt to influence public opinion and attain their political goals. Our political leaders may take advantage to neutralize or stabilize some extremely volatile political situations or to provide assistance to allies in need of support by deploying U.S. forces into urban environments. The Marine Corps' Role in Urban Warfare As a nation's force in readiness, Forward deployed with expeditionary forces, Marines must be prepared to fight on urbanized terrain. In the past two decades, MAGTAFs, ranging in size from MEFs through Marine Expeditionary Units, have participated in MOUT. The task organization and combined arms respect of MAGTAF makes it well suited for combat on urbanized terrain. The results of geographical studies show that 60% of politically significant urban areas outside Allied or former Warsaw Pact territory are located along or within 25 miles of a coastline. 75% are within 150 miles. 87% are within 300 miles. 95% are within 600 miles and all are within 800 miles. U.S. embassies and diplomatic facilities are primarily located in cities where the host country's political and economic leadership is concentrated. The Marine Corps will continue to play a prominent role in future evacuations of U.S. citizens, as well as conduct peace counterinsurgency and contingency operations centered on urbanized areas. Today's Marine Air Ground Task Force are deployed as part of naval expeditionary forces that maintain a global presence for rapid crisis response. These integrated combined arms forces are part of the nation's proven contingency and naval power projection force. Therefore, Marines may find themselves rapidly deployed and employed in actions across the spectrum of military operations. Many of these trouble spots will likely be located in or around large urban centers. In the years since World War II, the United States has employed military force more than 200 times. Of these, four out of five involved naval forces 
and the majority of the naval efforts included marines embarked in amphibious ships. The reasons are straightforward. Availability and adaptability. Availability derives from the loiter time of four deployed forces embarked on amphibious shipping. Adaptability comes from the Marine Corps' MAGTAF organization, doctrine, training, and equipment which prepare us for expeditionary missions from sea in support of a variety of missions, including forcible entry. Enhancing our adaptability are the Maritime Prepositioning Forces, MPFs, provide a rapid buildup of combat and logistics equipment that is joined with Marines on distant shore, creating a substantial combat force. Despite our availability and adaptability, the prospect of urban warfare combined with an amphibious assault is a complex task, which requires special preparation. At the outset of a developing situation, forward deployed expeditionary forces can move quickly within range of crisis that threatens the political stability of a country. Urban intervention operations must often be planned and executed in a matter of hours or days, rather than weeks or months, to take advantage of the internal turmoil surrounding a developing crisis. Navy and Marine forces should anticipate deployment to urbanized areas on a day-to-day -day basis. Discuss the following examples of Mount Stalingrad, 1942-1943 The tenacious Soviet defense of Stalingrad cost the attacking Germans dearly in every way and set up conditions for a decisive counteroffensive. This classic urban battle involved large forces and resulted in innovative urban combat techniques and the creation of highly successful storm groups, which are tasked organized assault units. The length of the battle was greater than 30 days. The casualties were 1,630,000. Seoul, 1950. Following the Incheon landing, U.S. and the Republic of Korea forces recaptured the South Korean capital from the North Koreans. The fighting was unusual in that combat was largely centered on seizure of streets, barricades, rather than buildings. The length of the battle, 6 to 13 days. The casualties, Marines, 2,383. Others were estimated to be in the thousands. Quang Tree 1 and 2, 1972. An objective of North Vietnamese 1972 winter spring offensive was the capture of Quang Tree, the northernmost major city in South Vietnam. The NVA overwhelmed the Army Republic of Vietnam defenders. Later, the city was recaptured by a smaller ARVN force using extensive artillery and air support. The large conventional forces involved on both sides made Quang Tri 1 and 2 the major urban battles of the Vietnam War. The length of the battle, Quang Tri 1, 6, 
to 13 days, Guangtri 2, 30 days or greater. Casualties. Battles combined, 30,000 plus. Fallujah, Iraq, 2004. The largest combat mission since the declaration of the end of major hostilities. The first battle of Fallujah marked a turning point in the public perception of the ongoing conflict. This was because insurgents, rather than Saddam loyalists, were seen as the chief opponents of U.S. forces. The battle also pushed Abu Musab al-Zarqai into the public spotlight as the best-known commander of anti-coalition forces in Iraq, and brought public attention to the concept of Sunni Triangle. The length of the battle, 30 days. The casualties, 27 U.S. service members were killed. The second battle, 7 November to 23 December 2004. A joint American, Iraqi, and British offensive in November and December of 2004 considered the highest point of conflict in Fallujah, Iraq War. It was led by the U.S. Marine Corps against Iraqi insurgents' stronghold in the city of Fallujah and was authorized by the U.S.-appointed Iraqi interim government. The U.S. military called it some of the heaviest urban combat U.S. Marines have been involved in since the Battle of Hue City in Vietnam in 1968. The length of the battle, greater than 30 days. Casualties? Coalition forces suffered 107 killed and 613 wounded during Operation Phantom Fury. Marja, 2010, February. Operation Mashtarak Dari, for the word together or joint, was an international security assistance force pacification offensive in the town of Marja, Helmand Province, Afghanistan. It involved 15,000 American, Afghan, Canadian, Estonian, Danish, and British troops and consulted the largest joint operation of the war in Afghanistan up to that point and aimed to remove the Taliban from Marja and eliminate the last Taliban stronghold in central Helmand Province. The main target of the offensive was the town of Marja, which had been controlled for years by the Taliban and was as well as drug traffickers. Although Mashtarak was described as the Taliban since the fall of the Taliban, it was originally supposed to be the prelude to a much larger offensive in Kandahar that would allow Mashtarak Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. 
Built by Sailors for Sailors. Section 111, Marine Corps Operation Fundamentals. 111.1, continued. Discuss the primary function and mission of the following Marine Corps aviation platforms. CH Tech 53 Echo Super Sea Stallion. Primary function transportation of heavy equipment and supplies during the ship to shore movement of an amphibious assault and during subsequent operations ashore. Length 99 feet 5 inches. 2.64 meters, height, 28 feet, 4 inches, 0.81 meters, rotor diameter, 79 feet, 24.07 meters, speed, 172.5 miles per hour, 150 knots, range, without refueling, 621 miles, with aerial refueling indefinite. Armament, 2XM Tech 218, .50 caliber machine guns. Crew, four, pilot, co-pilot, crew chief, first mechanic slash aerial gunner. Mission, as the Marine Corps' heavy lift helicopter designed to t for the transportation of material and supplies, the CH Tech 53 Echo is compatible with most amphibious class ships and is carried routinely aboard LHA Landing Helicopter Assault, an amphibious assault ship, and LHD Landing Helicopter Dock, an amphibious assault ship type ships. The helicopter is capable of lifting 16 tons, 14.5 metric tons, at sea level, transporting the load 50 nautical miles, 57.5 miles, and returning. A typical load would be 16,000 pound, 7,264 kilograms, M198 Howitzer, or a 26,000 pound. 11,804 kilogram light armored vehicle. The aircraft also can retrieve downed aircraft, including another CH Tech 53 Echo. The 53 Echo is equipped with a refueling probe and can be refueled in flight, giving the helicopter indefinite range. Provide combat assault transport of heavy weapons, equipment, and supplies as a primary function. Provide combat assault transport of troops, exclusives, exclusive of initial assault wave infantry as a secondary function. Conduct tactical retrieval and recovery operation for downed aircraft, equipment, and personnel. Conduct assault support for evacuation operations and other maritime special operations. Provide support for FARPs. Augment local SAR assets and provide aerial medical evacuation of casualties from the field to suitable medical facilities or other aerial medical aircraft. Provide airborne control and coordination for assault support operations. Maintain the capability to deploy and conduct extended range operations by employing aerial refueling. Maintain a self-defense capability from ground to air and air to air threats.
maintain the capability to operate from amphibious shipping, other floating bases, and astro shore bases as required. Maintain the capability to operate at night in adverse weather conditions and under instrument flight conditions at extended ranges. Perform organizational maintenance on assigned aircraft in all environmental conditions. Features The CH Tech 53 Echo is a follow on for its predecessor, the CH Tech 53 Delta. Improvements include the addition of a third engine to give the aircraft the ability to lift the majority of the Fleet Marine Forces equipment, a dual point cargo hook system, improved main rotor blades, and composite tail rotor blades. The helicopter seats 37 passengers in its normal configuration and has provisions to carry 55 passengers with centerline seats installed. It can carry external loads at increased airspeeds due to the stability achieved with the dual point system. Precision navigation is provided by an integrated global positioning system, GPS, and augmented by the helicopter night vision system forward-looking infrared sensor. Background with four and one and a half hours endurance, the CH Tech 53 Echo Super Stallion can mass combat power at long distances over rugged terrain, day or night. The Super Stallion has established itself as the prime workhorse of the Marine Corps four deployed units and has become a critical pillar in expeditionary logistics capability. For the future, the CH Tech 53 Echo has consistently proven its worth to the fleet commanders with its versatility and range. During Operation Eastern Exit, two CH Tech 53 Echoes launched from amphibious ships and flew 463 nautical miles, 532.45 miles, at night, refueling twice en route to rescue American and foreign allies from the American Embassy in the Civil War torn capital of Madagashu, Somalia in January of 1990. Two CH Tech 53 Echoes rescued Air Force Captain Scott O'Grady in Bosnia in June 1995, and the aircraft has been involved in multiple non-combat evacuations. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association, built by sailors for sailors. Section 111. Marine Corps Operation Fundamentals 111.1 Continued Discuss the primary function and mission of the following Marine Corps aviation platforms. UH-TAC-1Y Huey Primary function Utility helicopter Length 57.3 feet 117.46 meters height 14.9 feet 4.54 meters 
Rotor diameter, 48 feet, 14.62 meters. Speed, 121 knots, 139.15 miles per hour at sea level. Range, 172 nautical miles, 197.8 miles. Crew, officer, two, enlisted, two. Armament, M240, 7.62 millimeter machine gun, or the Gage Tac-16, 0.50 caliber machine gun, or the Gage Tac-17, 7.62 millimeter automatic gun. All three weapon systems are crew served, and the Gage Tac-2B Alpha can also be controlled by the pilot in the fixed forward firing mode. The helicopter can also carry two 7-shot or 19-tech-shot 2.75-feet rocket pods. Mission Airborne Command and Control Combat Assault Medical Evacuation Maritime Special Operations Supporting Arms Control and Coordination Fire Support and Security for Forward and Rear Area Forces Provide an airborne command and control platform for command elements. Provide armed escort for assault support operations. Provide command assault transport of troops, supplies, and equipment. Provide airborne control and coordination for assault support operations. Augment local SAR assets. Provide aeromedical evacuation of casualties from the field to suitable medical facilities or other aeromedical aircraft. Conduct combat assault and assault support for evacuation operations and other maritime special operations. Control, coordinate, and provide terminal guidance for supporting arms, including CAS artillery, mortars, and naval gunfire. NJF. Provide fire support and security for forward and rear area forces. Maintain a self-defense capability from surface to air and air to air threats. Maintain the capability to operate from amphibious shipping, other floating bases, and austere shore bases as required. Maintain the capability to operate at night in adverse weather conditions and under instrument fire conditions at extended ranges. Perform organizational maintenance on assigned aircraft in all environmental conditions. Features The UH Tech 1N is a twin piloted, twin engined helicopter used in command and control, resupply, casualty evacuation, liaison, and troop transport. The Huey provides utility combat helicopter support to the landing force commander during ship-to-shore movement and in subsequent operations ashore. The aircraft can be outfitted to support operations such as command and control with a specialized communication package, ASC TAC-26, supporting arms coordination, assault support, medical evacuation for up to six leaders, patients, and one medical attendant, external cargo, search and rescue using a rescue hoist and reconnaissance and reconnaissance support 
the currently fielding of the second generation navigational thermal imaging system slash forward-looking infrared radar for the UH TAC-1N will increase its night mission capability. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division 2nd Class Petty Officer Association, built by sailors for sailors. Section 111, Marine Corps Operation Fundamentals. 111.1 continued. Discuss the primary function and mission of the following Marine Corps aviation platforms. MV TAC-22 Bravo, Osbury. Primary function, assault transport of combat troops in initial assault waves and follow-on stages of amphibious operations and subsequent operations ashore. Description, the MV TAC-22 is a dual-piloted, multi-engine, self-deployable, medium-lift, vertical takeoff and landing, VTOL, tilt rotor aircraft that provides combat assault support, CSS, and special operations support worldwide. Mission, the aircraft will operate from air-capable ships, main bases ashore, and Osterie forward operating locations. The MV TAC-22 is capable of in-flight refueling, has a 2,100 nautical mile deployment range, It can carry 24 combat-equipped troops or a 10,000-pound external load. Provide combat assault troop transport as a primary function. Provide combat assault transport of supplies and equipment as a secondary function. Assault support for evac operations and other maritime special operation. Provide support for mobile FARPs. Provide airborne control and coordination for assault support operations. Maintain a self-defense capability from ground to air and air to air threats. Maintain the capability to operate from amphibious shipping, other floating bases, and ossuary shore bases. Maintain the capability to operate at night in adverse weather conditions and under instrument flight conditions at extended ranges. Augment local SAR assets and provide aeromedical evacuation of casualties from the field to suitable medical facilities or other aeromedical aircraft. Perform organizational maintenance on assigned aircraft in all environmental conditions. Variants The CV TAC-22 will be utilized by the Air Force and SOCOM for special operation missions maintaining maximum commonality with the MV-22. Aircraft avionics peculiar to Air Force SOCOM unique mission requirements constitute primary aircraft differences. The Navy will use the HV TAC-22 for combat search and rescue and fleet logistics support. Dimensions Spread Length 57 feet by 4 inches Width 84 feet by 7 inches 
height 22 feet by 1 inch. Folded, length 63 feet, width 18 feet by 5 inches, height 18 feet by 1 inch. Cruise speed, MV Tech 22, 240 knots, 258 knots. CV Tech 22, 230 knots. Planned inventory, 350 MV Tech 22, USMC, 50 CV Tech 22, United States Air Force, 48 HV Tech 22, United States Navy. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the Second Marine Division, Second Class Petty Officer Association, built by sailors for sailors. Section 111. Marine Corps Operation Fundamentals 111.1 Discuss the primary function and mission of the following Marine Corps aviation platforms. AH TAC-1W Cobra Primary function Attack helicopter Length 58 feet 17.67 meters Height, 13.7 feet, 4.17 meters. Rotor diameter, 48 feet, 14.62 meters. Speed, 147 knots, 169.05 miles per hour in basic combat attack configuration. Range, 256 nautical miles. 294.4 miles in basic combat attack configuration. Ceiling, 18,700 feet, 57,003.5 meters in basic combat attack configuration. Limited to 10,000 feet, 3,050 kilometers by oxygen requirements. Crew, Two officers. Armament. One 20mm turret cannon with 750 rounds. Four external wing stations that can fire fire 2.75 feet to 5 feet rockets and a wide variety of precision guided missiles to include TOW slash Hellfire point-target anti-armor, sidewinder anti-air, and side-arm anti-radar. Mission, fire support and security for forward and rear area forces, point-target anti-armor, anti-helicopter, armed escort, supporting arms control, and coordination, point and limited area air defense and enemy fixed wing aircraft. Provide fire support and security for forward and rear area forces. Conduct point target 
anti-armor operations. Conduct anti-helicopter operations. Provide armed escort, control, and coordination for assault support operations. Control, coordinate, and provide terminal ordnance for supporting arms, including CAS artillery, mortars, and NGF. Provide point and limited area air defense from threat-fixed wing aircraft. Conduct armed and visual reconnaissance. Augment local SAR assets. Maintain the capability to operate from amphibious shipping, other floating bases, and austere shore bases as required. Maintain the capability to operate at night in adverse weather conditions and under instrument flight conditions as extended ranges. Perform organizational maintenance on assigned aircraft in an environment conditions. Features The AH Tech 1W Super Cobra is a Marine Corps attack helicopter capable of operating in day, night, and limited visibility. The AH Tech 1W provides in route escort for tandem seat twin engine helicopter capable of land or sea based operations. The Cobra provides fire support and fire support coordination to the landing force during amphibious assaults and subsequent operations ashore. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe.